Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is an RNZ podcast. Hi, Bruce Hopkins here. Welcome to The Long Way Home, uh, my podcast covering my trick, a novice tramper's trick of Te Araroa, from Cape Rienga to Bluff and then I'm going on to Stewart Island. This week's episode covers my arrival back in Auckland, very welcome rest day and then through on to Hamilton. Thanks for listening. Oh, man. I am absolutely... This is becoming repetitive, isn't it? But I am knackered. That's with a capital K, a capital N, a capital A, capital C, capital K, capital E, capital R, capital E, capital D. Knackered. I am kaput. Man. Unbelievable. But here I am. Devonport Ferry Terminal. I have completed Cape Reinga to Auckland. T.A. Are you my friend? I don't know if I'm yours. Just be careful, all right? I can't lose you again. You won't lose me. Do you promise? Promise. Watching an episode of Stranger Things as I pack for my next leg of the journey, the longest leg I'll be undertaking, hopefully, to date. But, boy, there have been some twists and turns on this uh, three days I've had in Auckland. Got here for my birthday, rested, caught up with the grandkids, Saturday, magnificent. However, a little twist occurred. I I dropped Charlie, I had Gracie and Charlie, and I dropped Charlie at a birthday party at Cornwall Park. I took my little pouch, my waist belt pouch that I carry, the microphone, the camera from RNZ, uh, my father and brother's ashes are in a little attachment that's on that pouch. Somewhere along the line, I have lost the pouch. 
I distinctly, I can visualize taking the microphone out of it, looking at the camera, thinking I don't need that. So I so thought I had left it here, where my little hobbit hole. But it's not here. It's not at the New World supermarket. It's not at the Ralph's Cafe where we went, where Gracie and I went. It's not at Chris and Felicity's. So I have lost my father and brother's ashes. It's just, man, it's the ugliest of feelings. There's a weird sensation. Every time I'm here and I'm getting ready to go, it's like today. I'm stressed. I'm so, I, I get my, it's really weird. I get so wound up feeling like I'm totally unprepared. You know, suddenly it's like, whoa, that's right. I'm potentially, well, hopefully, I'm gone till the 21st of December. So this is a big one. This is uh, three and a half weeks I'm going to be gone, which will be the longest. The first time I was gone, I was two and a half weeks. So it's all, it stresses me out. It freaks me. Man, it's it's quite unusual. I don't enjoy it. I do not enjoy this feeling. Tuesday 28th of November I'm at Auckland Airport I've decided bugger it I'll fly much easier than walking no trail goes out past the airport so I'm picking up where I left off and heading toward Clevedon I I'm feeling pretty flash. I've got two pair of hiking boots, all both broken in nicely, but of course, you know, I've had the toe blisters and all of that sort of thing. More and more of the tramp of the, the trail walkers that I come across, especially the, the people from overseas who are pretty bloody experienced. They wear trail running shoes for this stuff. And so I went yesterday and I've spent the money and purchased myself a pair of trail running shoes but uh, with that and the new pouch it's all about 400 bucks or so so uh, I'm going to have to I'll have to walk it again and do a fundraising campaign for myself this next time I think I've hit upon, this is Elfriston Road, comes up to uh, Brookby Road, heading on out to Clevedon. This is definitely the worst of the road sections I have walked to date. And I think I read in some of the postings online from others who are walking the trail that they're avoiding this, they're they're getting rides to Mercer to avoid this whole Clevedon uh, setup the way it is at the moment with the who knows. The tracks in the Hunuas are closed still from the flooding earlier this year and with this traffic the way it is on this road it's you're right next to it there's a whole section of the road that's just the uh, small gravel they're, they're doing road work so you're in the dust and you've got trucks barreling down past the quarry and I'm accompanied on this section of the walk by a young fellow by the name of Duncan Wilson he biked around the coast of New Zealand 
Well, I, I set off on the 2nd of January 2015 and it took me eight months and came in August 29th 2015, having completed an entire loop of Aotearoa, New Zealand. And I've got to say, Bruce, you just gave an apt description of what we're walking along right now, this, this horrible pigsty of a road. And I say pigsty in a, in a generous fashion because the amount of fly tipping that seems to have gone on down here is unbelievable as well. We've seen couches and old beds. Give me the coastline of New Zealand any day is what I'm trying to say, I think. <laughs> the start of the journey, 2nd of January, it was 2015. It was a very, very hot summer. There were some medium-sized hills to get over in the first few weeks and a lot of water to be taken on and that, that comes in short supply and you find yourself burning more calories than, uh, than you're taking on. I think we worked it out 5,100 calories a day. So you get hungry very quickly and you're stopping and you get through a lot of food. But you soon get used to that and you learn a lot. You learn a lot in the first month on any adventure. Um, you learn to, you learn what your intake is, what your outtake is and also your own pace. You've got to, it's important to take these things at your own pace. And I, I quickly cottoned onto that and I said, I'm not going to do too much, I'm not going to do too little. This is my pace, two coffees in the morning, two breakfasts, then we go. And that was my system and it worked for me. Um, so you, you pick that up within the first month and then um, you learn to accept that things are going to go wrong as well. So it's, it's... I, yes, been learning that one. <laughs> There's not a single day that passes where I don't get a flashback from some emotion or some scent from the bush or scent from the ocean that came up into, into, into my lungs um, uh, or an experience or a, a, a particular feeling, whether it was a positive feeling or a feeling of, of being challenged and thinking, how do I get over this bump? Um, there's not a single day that passes where I don't either have a flashback and re-experience that, that but also use the knowledge I gained from that particular whatever it was that instant uh, in, in my day-to-day -day life and and I also spend a hell of a lot of time thinking about what the next adventure is going to be but that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh, well it was to come out here and carry my backpack for a couple of k for me a yeah, few k thank you very much for that too. You're more than welcome Bruce um, that pack is something else when I first put it on I thought Hey, my legs can cope with this. I, I've got cycling legs. I've cycled 11,000 k's around, around the perimeter of New Zealand. I can cope with this backpack. But then after three k's or so, it just starts to dig in a bit, doesn't it? Just starts to pull. <laughs> now gravity takes its place. And oh. I thought, you know, man, I wish I was on a bike now. Yeah, I feel my legs starting to bandy out sometimes. They're like, oh, are you all right, you guys? <laughs> Back on the road again. Got away about 8.30 this morning from my wonderful friends Neil and Megan's in Clevedon. Start of Clevedon. A lot better this morning. I, you know, once I'm underway, kind of feel okay about it. It's just that anxiety of departing, the lack of confidence. Man, I just I find that so bizarre the way it attacks me and uh, robs me of my ability to think straight. The fact that I have somehow misplaced my father and brother's ashes, of course. And someone did point out to me, they said, Well, you know, you still carry them in your heart. So, and. <laughs> My father and brother would love that even more. Oh, bloody beauty. 
Yeah, your carrier's in your heart, mate. Oh, oh, excellent. <laughs> Cynical old buggers, they were. So, well, in some paddocks, walking alongside the Mangatafiri stream. And it's, it's worse than a potholed road because it's where massive numbers of cattle, obviously, over the years have trod in wet conditions. And so when it dries, there's not one square inch of even ground. Today's odour brought to you by cow shit. So I'd hate to think how much of this has leached through the soil. And when there's a, a crap like that, there will have been urine as well. Bucket loads like cows do. Did you know that today's Did You Know brought to you by the crap of cows? Did you know that a, a dairy cow defecates and urinates as much as 21 human beings every day? So New Zealand has 6.4, this is a couple of years ago, so it's probably closer to 6.67. Now, million dairy cattle. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, every day we have along throughout New Zealand the equivalent of 6.4 million times 21, 134 million, I think that's right. I'm trying to remember, I worked it out one time. I think it's 134 million, the equivalent of 134 million people having a dump and taking a pee all over New Zealand. That's what's happening all over the land with the intensification of dairying in this country. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an issue that needs to be addressed. Stand me under a tree and call me its trunk. By crikey. It's pleasant to get in the shade. It's been a bloody hot day. Walk into Mercer and here I am. Oh, never has Mercer appeared so beautiful. So welcoming. Here we are. Oh, look, there's even the owner of the pub. So I just got to chat to you. What's you, you're standing outside Podge's place, welcoming, welcoming me. What's going on? What's, what's your name? I'm Sandra. I'm the Walker Stalker. The Walker Stalker. Okay. Podge's nickname. The nickname. So I'm at Podge's place, Mercer, as I've mentioned before. So what what got you into embracing Tararoa? Oh, we just had a couple of them like years ago turn up and didn't really know anything about it. And then they just said, said they come here. We said, oh, you stay for nothing. Just the showers around the corner and stuff like that. And then after about the tenth one, Rob Wakeland from the Tiaro Trail, yeah, he rung us up. And they'd been obviously commenting back to him and saying that we've been helping them out and everything. He just thanked us very much and sent us a Christmas card. And he said, you're doing great. So we just put on the website, they could all come here, you know. Stay for nothing and have showers and stuff for nothing. They all come and have a beer and something to eat, mate. It works yeah. out, you know, it's great. You've got to live behind them, mate, because there's like one minute you got one, then you got 16, then you got, you know, like we had 16 here the other night. It looked like a refugee camp, but it's yeah. awesome. They're not using anything that's going to hurt us, you know, so you know, just to give them an experience, because it's a good experience for overseas people, eh? <laughs> The Long Way Home is produced by Bruce Hopkins and Justin Gregory. The executive producer is Tim Watkin. The engineer is Jeremy Veal. 
Subscribe to every episode of The Long Way Home podcast at iTunes or at radionz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're there, please rate us. That way more people get to hear these stories. If you go to the Long Way Home webpage at rnz.co.nz, you'll find an interactive map that follows Bruce as he walks to Aotearoa. Bruce is also on Twitter, at BruceHop, so get in touch if you've got tips, questions, or can offer him a bed, a meal, or a hot shower somewhere along the way. You can also email him at thelongwayhome at radionz.co.nz. While you're waiting for the next episode, head over to the podcast and series page on RNZ's website and check out our new five-part podcast series, The Lost. Every year, thousands of New Zealanders go missing. Most are found quickly, but some are never seen again. The Lost digs into some of those missing persons' cases and talks to the families about their quests for answers and the hole left by those who have disappeared. In the final episode, in 2005, Fran Martin popped out to a petrol station in Hamilton, but she hasn't been seen since. Her father, Bob, has spent his life savings looking for her. And next time in The Long Way Home, Bruce carries on to Hamilton and beyond, dodging dirty rivers and electric fences, but will he get the ashes of his father and brother back? You better keep listening. The long way home, Fenua, Fakapapa, Fano. Follow us. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.